What if I were to tell you that contact has gone mainstream? ET contact, that is. Well, rather than me telling you that such is the case, why not hear it from someone who knows firsthand? Mary Rodwell, who many of you know for her extraordinary research via multiple testimonies of individuals who have had contact with non-human intelligence, has some incredible news to share. And once you hear what she has to say, you too will know that a subject that has for so long been denied, ridiculed, and dismissed is finally ready to come out into full view. Well, look who just showed up at my front door. <laughs> look who just showed up, people, at my front door. And I mean literally our front door, my husband and I, our friend Mary Rodwell, all the way from Queensland, Australia. She came all the way here just to see me. Just kidding. In actuality, Mary is doing a multi, uh, multi-state multi tour mm. here in the U.S. Uh, you're going to be here, I believe, until, is it November? The 9th. The 9th. then on to Detroit. On to Detroit. So Mary is here. We're going to be talking about a few things. This is this is going to be a little bit of an abbreviated interview today, uh, but I, I really wanted to focus on this incredible journey that you've had. This is clearly your longest tour of the States. You've mm. been here before. In mm. fact, we met about a year ago, almost uh, exactly a year ago in Los Angeles, yes. and here you are again. So we have been chatting it up because there is so much, everyone, that is going on right now that Mary has seen is experiencing big changes are not on the way we're in the midst of them now and the proof pudding has been in some of the cities that you have traveled to just coming from miami yesterday i picked you up at the airport um and you had incredible things to to say about that trip but give us a little chronology of mm. when you got here you don't have to give exact mm. dates but the cities that you visited where you're going mm. and most importantly what you're finding and who you're hearing from in your travels well, um, it's certainly been a lot more exciting than I actually uh, imagined. Going to Cottonwood in, near Sedona, um, about 15 miles out, there was a very small conference there run by Xavier Sandovi. Beautiful experience, a gentleman that comes from his heart. And what was amazing there, I got to uh, a couple of things that were one, well, several things that were wonderful for me is I'm seeing how awake people appear to be now, no matter where they come from. Um, one was a teacher that wanted me to go and speak to other teachers when I talked about the children, because she related very much to what I call the new programs, the autistic children, the exponential increase in the autistics um, children, and uh, a, you know ADHD and what have you. It was fabulous that she wanted to present me to her colleagues mm. and say, look, if you could stay longer, would you talk to them? So that was significant. Yes. Um, the other thing that was significant was meeting other colleagues again, and all of them seem to be more heightened in what's going on for them. Um, a sense of urgency, a sense important things are going on. And I even got to see some Mexican artifacts that were had ET written all over them that I had a chance to touch and experience. 
um, as well as meeting Xavier, or Havia, I always say Xavier, Havia, um, I'm getting to know um, a little bit more about how to pronounce them. He's a lifelong experiencer, had an amazing experience, showed me footage about various experiences, including experiences where it appears he went interdimensional and there was a record of that on film. And you've got a lovely picture of a strange one of me sure speaking. Do. Which where, I think we're going to show. I think they okay. need to, you've given me Which the permission to do that. Which so was just bizarre, where it's all normal and then in this picture there's a double image, but it's really strange. Talk about that. Let's talk yes. about that for a minute. I want yes. everyone, we may actually just put a, an insert so folks can see it. Uh, this is probably one of the most anomalous photographs I've ever seen. And, and in my sort of left brain style in this instance, mm -hmm. I had to ask you the question, what was the time period between when this person took, this was a mm. talk that you did just recently, yes. what was the time period between uh, the, when the picture was taken and when it was given to you? And I knew full well that she hadn't photoshopped it, but I just, when you see something this dramatic, clearly a throw off, another throw off mm. of you, perhaps an etheric yeah. um, uh, image of you at the yeah. time of your talking, uh, you, it really boggles the mind, even me. Talk about that. What What were you talking about at that point it, it, that you can yeah. recall when she took that picture? Well, there's two things you need to know. Prior to that, we did a, a joint healing on one of the people in you know in the conference that um, really needed needed that energetic work, and all of us participated. Well, a lot of us participated in that, so we were also working on another level. I did my presentation on the new children. That's what I was speaking about there. And one of the ladies, it was with her iPhone. She was clicking away. And in the middle of all the normal ones was that one. And then she, after the exact, right after the presentation, she's coming running up with others saying, look what we've taken, look what we've taken. What do you think it is? You know, look, look at it because it was so un unusual and so weird. So we were all bewildered at how everything was normal until that one frame. Where, you, where people can see for themselves and make up their mind what that was, whether that was related to the healing and the energetic work we'd done prior to that or just something else, I don't know. But it's really quite fascinating. Had you ever seen anything like this of you before? No, never. So I don't know what was going on, but I'll leave people And tell me again where you were at the time the picture was taken. That was in Cottonwood um, near Sedona. Just happened. It so, just happened in that presentation. So these yeah. sorts of dynamic synchronicity, anomalous, mm. yeah. wonderful things have been yeah. happening since your trip here. Give us a list of, of, of cities that you've, you, you've been to, or okay. the total, if you can recall. You yes. came into... Um, we, I flew into Phoenix and it was Cottonwood, which is close to Sedona. Okay. Um, so that was the first part of it. Then I went to Berkeley Springs, the Arlington Institute, which is, um, I was invited to present mm -hmm. um, as one of the transition talks by John Peterson. And I stayed there four days, which was really wonderful. Um, what was also interesting is I ended up meeting a wonderful gentleman from Japan who was a former senator, Kazu, who had never been exposed to any of this, so he was a former politician. Mm. Really interesting because I said to him, you know, um, you've got uh, one of your princesses that's talked about these experiences and also a prime minister's wife had spoken about her experiences mm -hmm. on board craft and he hadn't been aware of that. This gentleman, you know, was in charge of Fukushima. He's a, a wonderful gentleman. He happened to be visiting John at the same time, so he came to my talk. Another sort of synchronistic. Just occurs. very, because my book Awakenings 
been translated into Japanese and he said look Mary um, I'll, I'll get in touch with the publisher and help you mm -hmm. so how's the synchronicity of that that you're getting some help from someone you know of that credentials I thought was a real blessing but his interest was fascinating that he was so open-minded his wife is very spiritual so that was a blessing in itself the the um, talk went beautifully well um, the number of people that were relating to my um, information was really, really heartening. So that was a fascinating um, part of my trip before mm -hmm. I flew to Miami. Mm -hmm. That has been a whirlwind. I have never met such... What was a highlight there? Which you shared some things um, with me. Well, apart from the people who were just wonderful. I've never been hugged so many times in a short space of time and shown so much mm -hmm. love and kindness and hospitality as, as those in Miami. Um, a brief overview of all of it was I spoke to a group, a meditation group, um, which was fascinating in itself, how people were relating to what I was speaking about. But then I did my very first workshop on my, my model of working. Mm -hmm. And there were all therapists that worked in Miami that wanted to work with their intuition as well as doing their general hypnosis and, and expanding that so that that could be facilitate more of a... Um, of a, a, a more helpful way of some individuals that come because many of them are intuitive as well. Mm -hmm. So that was that was a blessing. It came out of the blue. But we also had a documentary um, film crew that had come to film the first free conference ever, um, and that's the Dr. Edgar Mitchell Foundation for Extraterrestrial and Extraordinary Experience. Yes the very first of our conferences. Congratulations. Um, which Ray Hernandez, one of the co-founders, along with myself, Dr. Rudy Shield, and Dr. Edgar Mitchell, um, really put together this in such a short time. The synchronicities to help that were another story, including getting a film crew that were there and wanted to film interviews with me and Dr. And Dr. Um, Burke. Um, Dr. Joseph Burke's been speaking on this for many, many years. He's an activist, has been an activist all his life. And he was telling about his own experiences, long interview with him, long interview with me. But not only that, they filmed the whole of the conference. All our present presentations, including Dr. Bob Davis, mm -hmm. the neuroscientist that yes. talked on this and on near-death experiences, One, all of them wonderful wonderful presentations. Ray Hernandez talked about all the statistics that we're finding now mm. globally, five languages, that we, we're looking at now data from almost 5,000 people. And he was talking about what we're discovering is a complete reverse of what the mainstream think of this kind of experience. The psycho-spiritual changes where 85% either wouldn't now change this have shown enormous transformations from this that have been either, you know, positive experiences. And the data is go all going to be out in a book that we're producing. That's right. In, in Very exciting April. project, yes. Beyond UFOs, the science of contact. So we're providing, or at least you know, our academics now, our PhDs that are a part of the organization, the physicists are providing a model which is going to allow us a permission almost to believe what we already know. Mm. Um, it's giving us permission because that's the scientific model that explains or helps to explain everything that we call anomalous. That's out-of-body experiences, near-death experiences. That is almost. probably, <clears throat> excuse me, for me, <laughs> one of the most revelational, to the masses at least, uh, experiencers themselves know that they're, they tend to be uh, intersecting phenomena 
once contact is made, it seems that there are cross-correlations with near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, shamanic experiences, and Free has been extraordinary in meeting that out. So that's, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, to me, it's time. Yeah. We've, we've had over 70 years of nuts and bolts reality. This is real. In other words, the ground traces, you know, photographs of the craft, witness testimony, whistleblower testimony has all been brilliant and needed. But the problem is that with that, yes, it's shown us it's real, but it's given us no answers about why they're here, what's why? it all about, you know, which is what the experiencer is wanting to know. When they come to me, why me, Mary? What's it mean? What's it all about? What does it say about humanity? What are the agendas or possible agendas of this? It's giving us no answers other than the fact that we know it's real from them. Mm -hmm. So it's the experiencer, really, that we have to focus on if we want to understand what this means, and that's what Free is doing. It's asking the experiencer, what do you feel, sense, know, what have you learned? And all of that we're, we're now collating mm -hmm. so that we can actually get a real sense of what's happening to people. And people need to under, also understand this is not just about UFOs, and that's why the title is that because that is only part of waking up to the reality we're interacting with these non-human intelligences. You can do that after a near-death experience. 40% of those coming to us have had a near-death experience where they've opened up to this experience. Shamanic experiences can do the same thing. If you're going on a shamanic journey, or you, you know, ayahuasca, for example, is another one, mm -hmm. where it wakes people up or expands mm -hmm. their perceptions so they can actually then um, interact with these other dimensions, whether it's angels, fairies, spirit guides, um, elementals, light beings, crystal beings, humanoid beings, energy beings from the other dimensions. We're not just talking about physical, we're talking about interdimensional, possibly extra-dimensional, trans-dimensional, and beings from our future. We are not just talking about extraterrestrial here. Beings from our future. Can yes. we talk about, oh, oh this as you can see, Mary is opening up a huge can of worms and an infinite rabbit hole, but there's some things that you and I talked about over dinner mm. last night, mm. many things. But uh, it may have been at breakfast this morning or coffee, mm. beings from the future. Mm. Can you share a little bit about what you told me, I don't know if you can or not, about a gentleman who found a connection to a young woman mm. and determined through some means that this could have been this may be yeah. a woman from the future. What I can say is that uh, to intrigue everyone, um, the first film, Australian Skies, is on Netflix, mm -hmm. and it mentions Damien Knott, and it also mentions Liam Freeney. In this next one, which has just been completed, um, with Liam and his story, part of the thing that he wanted to do was explore it more because every time he went outside he was taking images of craft. Many people can call them in. Many people know and sense they're outside so they'll go out with the camera and get, and get the footage. He was doing this along with Damien Knott. This second series of Australian Skies, which will be out in the near future, mm -hmm. it's only just been completed, was where Liam was asked would he like to find out more in information and he said I would, I would, yes, I would, and, and he knew of me and said, if Mary would do it, then I would, I would actually do this regression. Mm -hmm. So he came up to Queensland to my office um, with Don Mears, who's the producer, and in that particular um, regression, there's a being that he recognizes that he's had 
interaction with and he discovered through the regression something very fascinating that she apparently has come from the future and that's all I'm going to tell you because you're going to have to see it on Netflix. We'll have a link. We will have a link. We'll figure out a way for y'all to get there. Amazing. What I'm hearing, and I said to Mary this morning, I, I, I was holding my head because I was dizzy with all and excited with all of this, not potentially paradigm shifting, because I believe we're in the midst of shifting paradigm right now. All of this, all of the heretofore unimaginable has not only become something that we can imagine, mm -hmm. but something through your uh, experience or testimony is happening. Mm. Where are we going from here? I mean, we, we mm. are, I believe, shifting in a way, and I'm just so excited to hear a little bit more and have you share with our audience a little bit more about some of the inquiries that you're getting from what I can call the mainstream, whether it be academia, uh, particularly edu education, um, uh, um, I guess, high school yeah, you know, young yeah. youngins before even yeah. university, as well as uni in a university setting, yeah. bringing these ideas of multidimensional realities and non-human intelligence, mm. and of course, we're going to talk about the new children. Mm. Um, and you've gotten a good bit of that inquiry while you've been here. Yes, coming back, perhaps, may I say, the university? Yes, University of Miami. Miami. Yes, that's huge. Yes. Yes. We're talking about a mainstream institution that typically is loathed to even think about mm. bringing in such subjects. Mm. Mm. We're, what do you think is happening? We're seeing a shift. Well, what has been really heartening, because I'm in such a fringe area of, of exploration and, and knowledge, that most of the time I'm speaking to the choir. You know, the ones are already waking up, mm -hmm. already know about this. What I'm also realizing, though, the choir has many people that are um, aware of this but don't speak about it because of their professions, whether in education, mm -hmm. whether they're in, in, in the medical profession or whatever, or psychology, particularly clinical psychologists that have no, know about this and see it. I have been contacted many times by different professions like that saying, I know about this, or they've had experiences or something like that. What's really fascinating now is that I've had, you know, PhDs educators that have, and one of them is in my book, that, that has actually created a curriculum because she says, I know these children that are being born now are different. They're very, very different to what we were, of, of, you know, 20, 30 generations ago. They have to be treated differently. We have to understand how different they are. Uh, she's one of those that was born different. She said already, I went into education as part of the understanding that I was different, how, because I was different, I was not understood. And she said they're everywhere. And she's actually created a curriculum for these new kids Beautiful. with this new awareness. But she's not the only one that is aware we have to change the way we teach them. I've had educators from various countries, including Uruguay, one of them uh, an anthropologist educator that's created her own kind of education. But now what I'm seeing is those are involved not just in education, but in psychology. And this was what happened in Miami. Mm -hmm. I met some amazing people when I was at some incredible um, stories of people um, that, you know, can't come out with this generally about this whole subject. And this particular lady works with those within psychology and creating the programs um, for education, workshops and whatever. And she's a clinical psychologist. Um, and she said to me, Mary, 
everything you spoke about at the conference, she said, is so important because we've got the students that need to know who they're dealing with mm -hmm. in the future. And it, these kids are going to be then adults. They need to understand where you're coming from and to understand the way that you're explaining it. And she said, if I can, because we're multicultural uh, in Miami, we've got many be different belief systems, mm -hmm. you know, Latin America and what have There's lots of, of cross um, cultural things and different beliefs. She believes that it's vital that these students now coming into the field have an understanding of the multidimensional nature of this experience and how that changes people and how these children particularly are very different. And she's determined to persuade um, you know, those that um, are part of the academic stream to start looking at this. And um, she says she, she's going to do her very best to get me to do workshops at the university. You'll be coming to the States a lot more. Well, well let's who knows? hope. I, I but it's, it's exciting. It's absolutely Because it's exciting. Main, you know, getting into mainstream, yeah. which is what and we that's have to what, do. Yeah, that's just been incredibly uh, exciting to hear. I think we are finally making a dent, to say the mm. least. Not... not uh, it doesn't come without some some challenges and uh, a, a bit of courage, because there's, as we know, there's a lot going on right now controversially in the ufology community um, amongst each other, mm -hmm. which I hope that the, the the approach that you're taking, Mary, along with Free and many others that are doing amazing work, uh, it's time to get to the heart of the issue. Put the egos aside. Put the controversy mm -hmm. aside. There's something very big happening and as it seems we are on the precipice mm -hmm. of breaking into the mainstream we need to stick as closely together as possible so where do you go from here so you're leaving you're le well you're going to be in boston uh until on the night we said that that's correct then yes. you're on to detroit yes and then um back to australia yes correct okay. all right and i'm not really and sure yet how that's going to unfold mm -hmm. except for the other conference the awaken aware conference in in detroit is that i'm going to catch up with caroline corey who's do the god's among film. us that's right that's right all contact is real now it's its title has been changed uh -huh. and she's you know she's bringing the science in uh -huh. as well which is so important yes, which is helping us get into mainstream mm -hmm. as well but we're getting some really interesting things happening including um, I've me now met a politician that has admitted she's having experiences and that in itself amazing is quite incredible because we already know in Japan that the Prime Minister's one of the Prime Minister's wives That's admitted right. she'd had experiences the princess in Japan had admitted she would had experiences so what is going on is a revelation mm -hmm. or a disclosure from the ground up which I have always believed is going to be the way ultimately this is going to be accepted it's from you know your local GP who admits he's had experiences or your local politician or the lawyer down the road that's dealt with your you know your tax returns or whatever this is what's happened. Scientists, and Dr. Lena Olson is a molecular biologist that's come out and said that she's having experiences. I have an MD in my book, Dr. Marie Batchelor. That's right, who, who we interviewed from, twice. That's yeah. right, who's, you know, now come out of the closet and she's doing th you know, this multidimensional healing. Mm -hmm. This is just the beginning just the beginning. What would you say if you were to go back in memory banks, these people that you've mentioned now, of course the Prime Minister's wife I believe in mm, Japan, yes. uh, that made mainstream news and I do recall mm. when that came out, but all of the individuals that you've named, we're talking about in a relatively short period of time mm. have come out. Would you yes. say 
12 to 24 months, mm. 36 months at mm -hmm. max. Yes. Something occurred to me, and, and the, this program is not about harping on the negative, particularly in this interview, but I can. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, Mary. We all know that right now there are a lot of things that are coming out mm. in mainstream mm. as well as alternative circles, not the mm -hmm. least, least of which is this so-called sexual harassment and perhaps the eventual revelation of pedophilia is a mm. very big thing. Now, I don't want to get into this, but it's very interesting when you juxtapose these two coming outs, if you will. One is obviously very dark and, mm. and devious and pervasive. The other is revelational in a positive mm. way. I'm going to put you on the spot here for a second. Do you think that there's a possibility that we know that D word called distraction mm. because of all these wonderful, truly revelational mm. things that are coming out right now that we are being attempted to be distracted by that other coming out? I think that's quite possible quite possible because it gets people to focus on all of that rather than all this wonderful new information that's that's changing our paradigm but I also believe in another sense that being um, seeing this what I call revelation Armageddon means revelation it yes. means revealing is that it's showing what's wrong on our planet mm -hmm. that we need to fix as well so this corruption all these these dark things that have been going on for I think many many Absolutely. generations yes. without question that have been secret have been it's like everything that is related to a secret is now being on some level there's an energy that says it's got to be exposed. it's got to be exposed agree. whatever it is whether it's positive or whether sure. or not it's dark right I agree with you wholeheartedly I'm just thinking in terms of again looking at the how ubiquitous and, mm. and of course this will be replaced by something else when mm. they deem it time but now it's wall-to-wall -wall coverage mm. of the sexual harassment and all these people are coming out I agree with you that it the scum has to rise to the top in order to be able to scrape it off right but at the same time it could it be leveraged and this is just a question not a mm. statement could it be leveraged to get people focused on that while they they are full fully aware, I'm sure, mm. of these other things that are happening. I call it the dichotomy yes. of consciousness. We're mm. literally seeing the light and the dark just kind of mm. duking it out or coexisting. So, Oh, yeah. I think there's lots of distractions out there where they're getting you to focus on one thing while the other things are happening Absolutely. behind the scenes. Because these are beautiful seeing, things that you're talking about. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. And, and you know some of the most major events in terms of revelation have been distracted by things like 9-11 for example mm. there was going to be coming out I'm not sure which which politician it was in in the US that was going to come out with the trillions that had gone missing in the US economy yeah. the trillions this was where um, and just as he Secretary. brings it out mm -hmm. what happens is 9-11 yeah. so everything's focused right. now you can look at that and say oh that was just a coincidence maybe it was Maybe it was When it happens repeatedly, it's yes. uh, most likely not. Exactly. We're running short on time. Yes. As I said, this is a, a short, abbreviated Mary Rodwell visit because i got to steal her back to myself. We're going to go walk around the remnants of our garden. <laughs> we had a terrible mm. windstorm here the other day, so we're going to have to take a little walk. But before we do, let's talk about this one. I know a lot of you out there in the Higher Journeys audience have been anxiously awaiting. Well, you can get it now on Amazon and yes. other places. The New Human. I got it in my hot little hands finally. How has it been faring in your among... I, I think I know the answer in your yeah. tour. Uh, 
Has it been doing well? Oh, it's been received well. It's been received extraordinarily well. Um, and since it's come out in this short time already, um, a Hungarian publisher has asked me to publish it in Hungarian. And it's also being translated as we speak into Chinese. Oh, wow. So That's beautiful. I'm just really heartened by the fact that, you know, people seem to be getting it, at least getting my kind of logic, yeah. which is amazing in itself. Excellent. You know, so I, yes, it's yeah. doing well. Well. I'm looking forward. I, I had the privilege of uh, perusing quite a few chapters last year when we were mm. talking about it, but now I've got the hard copy. And let's not forget about Awakening. This is when was this published? In 2002. And this has done quite well. I've been watching this on Amazon as well. Mm. Uh, this is uh, how extraterrestrial contact can transform your life. And transforming lives, you're doing mm. a little bit of that, I'd say, Mary Rodwell. Proud, we're proud of you. We're so proud of you. And I want you to know something. There's, a, there's an article that you agreed to write. You were doing a bit of mm. uh, contributing to the Higher Journey site for mm. quite some time. Mm. I might pull your chain a little bit once yes. things calm yes. down. But you had sent me the I Can Heal Water article. Mm. And I have to tell you, if you haven't seen that, go to higherjourneys.com and look that up. That is, to date, the number one most read article in the history of Higher Journeys. Oh, my goodness. You're transforming lives, my dear. Mm. And thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure. And thank you, because so are you. Love you. Love you too. And love you guys. Thanks for everything. We'll talk to you soon.